Hey, Anna. Hey, Mike. So I've registered Billy on Petly on the app, like you suggested, but I haven't really got into it. And I'm thinking, well, you know, he's he's six now and he's he's pretty well behaved. So like, really, what's the point of uh, the Petly app? What's it going to do for me? Well, the Petly app is about understanding that your life with your dog is a journey. And through your journey, just like with us humans, we change and develop over our life stages. And, you know, enriching your dog mentally as well as physically is so important. So for me, for example, with my cases that I see, I'll help dogs on the day and throw so much advice at clients that I know I can see that they can't absorb it all. So, of course, we supply notes and follow up and back up. But what I can't do as a physical human being is be with these people every single day. So where Petley comes in is that it's on an app and it's easily accessible from home. It comes in all sorts of different levels from puppy up to senior in terms of training advice, new activities to try and engage your dog to do. There's always more to do with your dog. This is how I see it. You know, I don't believe people tap into their dog's olfaction enough, not in a way that you can turn every dog into a little mini police search and rescue dog in your own home. And that really enriches dogs. It wears them out so quickly. And then they feel so confident and satisfied when they find what you were asking them to sniff out. So it's about helping your dog and learning more about what makes your dog tick and how to get the best out of your dog. Okay, you got me sold. I will get back into the app and look into it a bit more and I will find a program that's suitable for Billy. So to get Petly, P-E-T-L-I, do what I did. Download it from the App Store or Google Play. Instabigs, you're really excited because we've come all the way over from Hackney to Pall Mall. And we're in a very stylish gallery called Panther and Hall. We're going to be speaking to the artist in resident, Sam Toft, and the amazing CEO of Wild at Heart Foundation, Nikki Tibbles. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Nikki Tibbles. Welcome to Adults Life and Sam Toft. It's an honour to meet you. Oh, thank you very much. Thank so, you. So, Nikki, this is just amazing for me because here we are, we're on Pall Mall in the most amazing art gallery, fusing the two things I'm most passionate about in life, which is dogs, everyone yes. knew that one, yeah. and art. And since we last met Nikki, I'm now an ambassador for oh Wild at Heart Foundation, Yay. which, you know, I'm really proud of. So, um, so this I'm is so grateful. Oh, no, not Thank at all. You. No, Thank no, you. no. Gosh. You know, so um, Nikki, this, this is um, a super event for Wild at Heart to, you know, raise funds. Explain yes. the relationship between you and the amazing Sam. Well, Sam is extraordinary so kind so amazing and a brilliant beautiful genius artist so if any of you listening to this do not know sam toff's work you need to look now and buy because it is so utterly beautiful utterly charming there is an incredible naivety your use of color is just exquisite and 
it has dogs and flowers. It's just perfect. <laughs> Every piece is so beautiful, Sam. And Thank you so obviously much. we're we're here and Sam has donated some extraordinary pieces to be sold um, to for auction for Wild Heart Foundation. So yes. we are incredibly grateful. Thank oh, you. Very, very Thank welcome. Thank you. Very welcome. Well, Sam, you're not a stranger to rescue. Um, I think, in fact, your your newest dog, so yes. to speak, um, is a German Shepherd. That's, yes. 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 Um, tell us a bit more about Betty. Uh, Betty. Betty, Betty uh, was um, a police dog trained in Croatia. But um, apparently she was a little bit anxious and she failed her police dog um, training at the end. So uh, she came up for adoption and uh, I brought her to my home in Brighton. She'd never actually been inside a home and she'd never had one owner. So she was quite anxious. She couldn't play with balls, this, this, that and the other. I don't know, but she is a beautiful dog. That must have been great for you to help rehabilitate her. Um, yes. Because I know in reading up on you, Sam, one of your other career thoughts, mm. if you hadn't made yes. such a success of your art, which is totally deserved, by the way, and I totally agree Thank with you. Nikki, um, you. you wanted to be a dog trainer. I, I would have absolutely loved to be a dog trainer. Um, I'm a bit of an introvert. Um, I get on quite well with dogs and sometimes not Me with too. people. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, I hear you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And um, I love to um, uh, read and study uh, very kind ways of training dogs. Betty was trained very harshly. She came to me, her back end was all bruised. They, they, they squeezed the back end of dogs to make them bite. Oh, police dog, I guess. Yes, yeah. 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 So uh, she she couldn't stand anybody touching her back end. Oh, uh, she was she was nervous about a lot of things. Um, you raised your voice at all, you know? I'd say, oh, Betty, don't do that, or something. You'd you'd raise your voice at all, and she'd cower. Okay. So heaven knows how she'd been trained, but she was very well trained. She was a very good dog. So I had to really train her to be naughty, to be, to to be, be a little bit naughty, to be loved. Yes. Just to kind of, you don't have to do that, love. Come up yeah. here. You know, she wouldn't. She wouldn't come on the couch. She wouldn't come on my bed. Go under the bed all the time. I love that. So I had to train her. Yeah, train her to, to get on the bed. Yeah. Well, I agree. You know, I think you know. It's. I think there's a study that's been done that proves that owners get a better night's sleep with their dog oh, in their for bed. Sure. For yes. sure. You know. So um, none of this dogs um, in the kitchen. We love them in the bedroom. Yes. Oh, oh but like but dogs in art, they've transcended time. You know, yes. haven't they, Sam? Yes. As you know, a symbol of loyalty. Yes. Um, and love yes. and fidelity yes. and truth, all of these various things, everyone from Leonardo right through to modern day mm -hmm. have used dogs. Would you say in your art you're using dogs um, in your art like this to either be a familiar for people to relate to mm -hmm. or to really, you know, add extra impact, extra symbolism into your art? Or am I being too complicated? Well, um, my art really is uh, centred around an imaginary family who were my imaginary friends when I was at primary school. I was a little bit odd when I was growing up and uh, so I found it hard to make friends and uh, we moved around a lot. We were vegetarians, we were all a little bit odd. Mum used to Love make my that. own clothes, all that kind of thing. Not, not very nice when you're a little girl and people didn't want to be my friends. So I made up imaginary friends and played hide and seek with them in the playground. 
and the imaginary friends were Ernest Hemingway Mustard, and then I gave him a wife, Violet, and a little dog, uh, Doris. Oh, and I guess, I guess I they're it. all facets of my own personality because Ernest is like the um, clumsy, slightly eccentric, doesn't really fit in, as I, I feel I am. And then Violet is, um, she's uh, impatient and uh, not very tolerant and she likes to stay indoors and she's a bit of a couch potato. And the dog is, uh, she's her own little free spirit. Um, you always see her um, looking out at the horizon. She, ne she never kind of does what she's told. She's always got her own. I'm actually writing a, um, a little novel about her. Oh. I'm writing a love story. You might like to see. Oh, that's about, wonderful. It's, it's called Doris on the Orient Express. And the romantic hero is a English bull terrier. Jeremiah Dumpling Hargreaves. Jeremiah <laughs> Dumpling Hargreaves. Where do you get these names oh, from? They're well, genius. <laughs> well, um, at home I've got a bull terrier, yes. although she's too rambunctious to yes. bring down to Pall Mall and an art gallery, but she is. <laughs> she has got the great nose, you yes. know. Oh, oh. Yes. So what inspired you to bring um, um, an EBT, an English bull terrier, into the creative process? Well, it was funny. I was, I was thinking who would be a nice partner for Doris? And she was, uh, she was a rescue dog. Um, she was brought up on the, on, on the wild uh, Brighton and Hove border. She was a street dog. She mm. was desperate. And <laughs> no, but in she, the she actually, of, yes, of in the wild of Sussex. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the mustards adopted her. And um, this is a story of her youth when she was a street dog. And I thought, a small terrier, a small, a small skinny terrier, who would she go for? And I thought she would go for a, a strong, masculine, mm. um, guarding breed, mm. you know. To be looked after. To be looked streets. after yeah. on the streets. Yeah, handsome. So she, handsome, handsome, yes. Handsome, handsome, but with rugged good looks. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Stubborn. Yes, stubborn, stubborn yes, you yes. know, opinionated. And exactly, and you don't argue with one of those. No. You know, do you? You <laughs> don't argue. So she could nestle in. And, um, I love that. Yes, yes, no, absolutely. And it's yeah, highlighting. You know, <laughs> we're back to World Heart Foundation, highlighting, yes. of course, street dogs, yes. how they get about, you know, um, and the perils that they face. Yes. Which, you know, cause it's such a sobering thought, Nikki, that 75% of the world's dog population are strays. Yes. And that's really where you've stepped in now for, gosh, well over a decade now, helping uh, rehabilitate, sterilise, yes. vaccinate, yeah. feed Education. and love. Yes. I mean, it, it's a, it is a very sobering thought, you know, that the 600 million stray dog population, only 25% only of those are owned and loved. And... You know, owning a dog across the globe has very many different meanings. You know, owning a dog could mean it's tied up on a chain for all its life and maybe gets a bowl of water once a week. Um, so, but, you know, the, at Wild at Heart, at the foundation, you know, our, our goals have always been to look at the root of the problem. And rehoming, of course, is so incredibly important and it's a tangible, lovely, warm, warmness that you know people get when they rescue a dog and it's taking a life a dog off the street which is enables another dog to come in off the street so you're saving a life by adopting but of course 
you know, when you're talking of numbers of 600 million and growing, that, you know, the, the, the root of the problem, of course, is sterilization and, um, and to educate people to sterilize their dogs and also how to look after them and to, you know, help in terms of vaccinations and, you know, knowing that, you know, sort of even people don't treat their dogs, you know, and, it, and it's obviously also a sort of financial element, of course, you know, feeding their dogs, treating them for, you know, heartworm, for ticks, fleas, rabies vaccinations, all of the things that we take for granted, you know, are, are hard for a lot of dog owners. So, you know, wherever we work across the globe, and, and we do work across, across the globe, and, you know, this is why we are so grateful for this wonderful, wonderful work that you're doing with us, Sam, to raise funds for us that, you know, it, we, 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 could do, we can do so much with any money that's raised. You know, in India, I think, you know, it might cost us 15, 15 pounds to sterilize a dog. We sterilize hundreds of dogs in India with um, this amazing charity that we work with. We are sterilizing dogs all over the globe. And that is, every penny that the foundation raises will go to sterilization to education campaigns it goes to people to help feed dogs on the streets to vaccinate to rabies vaccinate so every dog we sterilize is vaccinated rabies vaccinated heartworm treated and um tick and flea treatment so all of that together and we we, we sterilize a lot of own dogs because then we actually get to educate the owner um, and that's good. And then they will talk about, well, sort of quite proud to have a sterilized dog mm. and not having litters of puppies running around everywhere. Um, so, you know, we have an incredible team at the foundation who are so passionate about what we do and a great education program. So everyone that we work with, you know, they have to sign up to our sort of, you know, the, the sterilization moment and want to work with our education program, take that into schools, teach it to owners. So, you know, hopefully it's it's a pin drop, but it's a But you've achieved so somewhere. much already. I mean, I think hundreds of thousands of sterilizations yes. have been, yes. you know, um, achieved because of the funds raised and, and yep. because you really care. And of course, you've, you've shared your life with several um, dogs that you've brought <laughs> brought home um, because it must break your heart working on all of these projects you know and I, I guess you must get hardened to it a little bit you know I've been to India three times absolutely love it and you know I saw the street dogs and I felt my heart broke for them. There was a mother and these puppies, and I, I, I bought food, and I, you know, I said to the man on the stall, "Please, please let me feed these dogs. I'm buying this food for the dogs." You know, and, um, yes. you know, and it's just cultural. You know, it's poverty there. Although, you know, when a tuk-tuk driver hit a dog, and they don't it, stop, they don't stop. And that was just yeah. dreadful, you know. Um, but, but Nikki, so has there been a moment in your journey that really sticks out, you know, that perhaps wakes you up at night? Oh, well, I mean... I'm sure there's been lots. I mean, where would I, where would I start? How long do you have? I mean, it, <laughs> where, I mean currently, obviously, the, the situation 
in the countries which are under such extreme oh. conflict, oh, uh, the yes. animals obviously, and please don't feel that I am negating the plight of people across the globe where there is warfare, but you know, the, the, the animals where there are warfare is, it's, it's just, it's, it, it's horrific. And we are, you know, we are working with an amazing um, charity in Ukraine where we're sending out, I believe, five and a half thousand tons of dog food um, every month. And we have supported over a thousand sterilizations so far um, with this funding for Ukraine. Um, so we are working in Ukraine and we help wherever we can. And I think, you know, the, the goal for the foundation also has always been to establish long-term relationships so that we don't just go in, you know, drop, drop some food, donate a couple of thousand pounds to sterilize you know, a few hundred dogs. It's sustainability and that is a, another way that we, we want to work. But, you know, I, I did a lot of, you asked me the moments of, um, I mean, there's so many, and you said, have I become hardened to it? Not at all, because I, you know, spend most days in tears about something. But um, going to Puerto Rico and working on all the um, sterilization clinics there was just so amazing in that we, we set up a, a clinic that the Humane Society took on and they enabled us to bring in vets from uh, all over the world. And it was the first time that Puerto Rico, after the hurricane, had allowed vets to come into the country. So, you know, if we used to send out vets to Greece, for example, we would be shut down by the mayor because we're taking work away from the local vet. So for the first time in the history of Puerto Rico, we were allowed to take vets into the country. We set up a practice clinic and we could not believe having been there for a few days we didn't know how many dogs would turn up to people would bring their dogs and the queues around the block of the stadiums because we were given stadiums with the roofs hang, hanging off after the hurricane and Gosh. you know we, we started this this clinic and then it went on to run for three to four years stopped because sadly of covid and we had five consecutive clinics running across the island every three months. And we were sterilizing, I don't know, maybe five to 7,000 dogs in six days. Gosh. And that, Gosh. that was working, and I was working in the recovery clinic with this amazing woman, Gil, who we now have this um, outreach source within, work with in Tulum with the foundation. And we were, that means we were getting a dog in recovery every second. And wow. that's probably one of been uh, the most happiest moments of my life in doing something so different to make such a difference. Um, but then, and while you're there, you know, I'd pick up on the way back to where we were staying and I'd probably pick up about five or 10 dogs. You know, at one <laughs> point I had 30 pit bulls in my hotel room, but um, you know, that's another story, another <laughs> wonderful story. Old, pit, lovely old pit bull in a roll top bath. That was just heaven. Oh. Um, but uh, <laughs> that, um, you know, I, I think the work we did in Puerto Rico and we're trying to emulate that with every shelter that we work with. 
and in uh, so many countries that you know, you, whilst you're there, you're actually doing something because you can pick up that dog with a broken leg and you can make a difference. Mm. But when you get on the plane, I would just dissolve into tears and poor hostess would come and say, are you all right, madam? And they're like, no, I'm so You brought a because dog back, I think, from Puerto Rico. Two. Did, did. Oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I did indeed, yes. I, I was handed Rita, who is literally the funniest dog in my life. When she was just 10 days old, she'd been dumped on a highway. So I had her from 10 days old. She slept around my neck. I got up every two hours to feed her. And we were doing a clinic in San Juan for um, three days a week, uh, for um, uh, two days for people to bring in any of their dogs just to be sterilized, and one day just for pit bull owners. And I was working in this, this clinic, and uh, we were sterilizing about 100 dogs a day. Three days, three days a three days a month actually. Sorry, and there was this beautiful dog that looked like my Reuben, who had passed away, who I'd had from Battersea Dogs Home, a Ridgeback box across, and there was Reuben staring at me out of this cage, and five crates up, couldn't stand up, and I just looked at this beautiful dog. This Ruby is her name because of Reuben. And I said, can I just get this dog out? I had a little Rita under my arm, a little thug. And uh, they, they got Ruby out and she just collapsed like Bambi. She couldn't stand. And she came home with me. And then uh, three months later, they arrived in the UK. Oh, Nikki, oh, that's God. amazing, you know. Oh, yes. And, you know, oh, rehabilitating dogs like this is something, you know, Sam's touched on it already. Mm. It's so, so rewarding. Oh. You know, I mean, yeah. once upon a time, Mr. Binks was too scared to come to Pall Mall. Oh, um, but now, you know, he absolutely loves it. Um, you know, he's done a few podcast episodes because he is the official co-host yes. of um, A Dog's Life, aren't you, you are. Mr. Binks? Mm. Yes. <laughs> Yes, indeed. I know. So what what do you think, Sam, now, you know, in terms of your journey with dogs, mm-hmm. um, what would you say they've taught you the most and helped you the most with? Because being an artist, you mentioned earlier, you know, you don't like socialising so much, or not that you don't like, but mm-hmm. maybe found it a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of creatives are a bit like that. Mm-hmm. I know, yes, uh, you know, yes. I, I can be like that, you yes. know, too, and find... Sometimes it's quite awkward. Um, and for me, dogs just give you this wonderful bridge, this way yes. to communicate with people. Yes. Um, and they help so much in opening doors and, and just being kind. Dogs never judge you and they, oh, you know, yes. they, and you can't lie to a dog. But I think, you know, human dialogue and, and so on, we just have to look at the world, as Nikki said, you know, it's a weird old place. Yes, I, well, well, I feel, I don't know, I've often thought there was something a little bit wrong with me because sometimes I don't understand the games people play. I just, not very, I'm very straightforward and I'm thinking, why are you saying that when you mean that? You know, I've always been like that as a child, you know, as a child, as, as an adult, I've How never really grown out of it yet. How perceptive. But, but dogs, they're just uh, stro- so straightforward. If, if they can understand what you're trying to tell them they will do it won't they they'll they'll they'll, you know if or they'll have their own little ways and and then you can you know hopefully you've got a bigger brain than them and you can help them to 
fulfill whatever they want to do. Um, and I think with dogs, I've always felt, we always had them as, as uh, children. Um, actually, um, we were brought up with German Shepherds. Um, my mum used to uh, work on a, a German Shepherd breeding kennels, actually. That was one of her uh, jobs when she was... Uh, she first left my dad so we were just brought up with um, loads and loads of dogs and I just always felt at home more confident and then when I started having my own dogs I felt like I could go out and if I could look after my dog I felt I don't know more confident as a person I don't know yeah. no, I, I think I think my dogs have helped me so much more than I've helped them yes they well, just give me so much you know I help you know lives. yes but they've ju- they just give and, and they're always there, they're always pleased to see you, aren't they? Yes, absolutely, and they don't answer you back. But and I think they're so transparent, you know. Yeah, but, you know, science proves that stroking Mr Binks right now is releasing oxytocin in yes. my brain. Yes, You know, it's reducing... Well, we all have a go? Yes. Oh, well, he's so silky. He's there. reducing all our blood pressure in this room, according to another study. And um, I think we're, you know, we're only... Oh, and this is what Binks likes to do. Oh, so he's now going to sit with <laughs> no, Nikki. No, Nikki, yeah. who... <laughs> he knows is the important person in the room. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, Nikki, what would you, you know, most, if you could change something, you know, to do with dogs, perhaps in this country, what, what, what would it be? How contentious can I be? Oh, very Ooh. contentious. Well, <laughs> as much as you want. I would, um, I would stop. Uh, dog breeding for at least three to five years. We have a horrific stray dog problem in this country now due to excess of five million dogs being adopted during COVID, lockdown dogs that people no longer want because of their lack of socialization, fear of strangers, people are having to go back to work. And of course we have a failing economy and people can't afford to keep their dogs. Um, so if I were to be able to do that, then I think that would make a huge difference. I think people generally need to be more informed about buying dogs and where they buy dogs from. Um, the huge amount of puppy mills, there's a, Romania has the largest amount of puppy mills in the world and dog, those dogs are brought in every single day. So it's, again, it's an educational moment of know what I would change obviously clearly close down every puppy mill I would I would online gosh, sales online sales on Craigslist Facebook I mean I can't believe you know and again that was something that sort of became a de facto normal thing to go and buy a dog from a dog website yes. you know and, you and just, then meet you in a car park yes yeah. yes and, and just pa- pass over yeah. this little puppy and obviously yeah. you would love the puppy obviously wouldn't you you know, you'd yeah. think, oh dear. Well, you'd have to take it, yes, you yes. know, no matter what. Yes. So, you know, I think government, and government has promised so much, hasn't it, haven't they, Nikki? Well, it's particularly and bad at the moment with the XL bully really breed is. ban, because it's not the dogs, it's never, and I will stand this, stand by this to the day I die, it is never the dog. It is the dog owner that turns the dog into the, the beast that they want it to be. And, you know, I read uh, in the news the other day that our 
fabulous government are paying t people £200 to take their bull breeds to be euthanised. Mm. Now, I, know. I mean, that's absolutely It's horrendous. Shocking. It's like it's the disgusting. car scrappage scheme that we've had yeah. in London, you know, with all the ULEZ stuff. Yeah. But, you know, that triggered a massive revolt. And um, the communities hired the most expensive barrister in this country who is challenging. There is a judicial review um, being but, filed against the government now. Yeah. So we shall see, um, because I didn't realise until this week that the measurement for an XL bully, I thought, oh, it'll be very precise. You mm, know, they've no idea. It's one measurement, 19 inches high or more at the shoulder, and to be stocky and to have wrinkles and have a bit of a jowl. Um, that could be so many dogs. Mm -hmm. So that's the other massive problem. But, um, you know, um, let's hope that there's a positive outcome from all of that. I really think there needs to be because yes, it's not right. But Nikki, what, what else would you say in terms of Wild at Heart and, um, you know, anyone listening that would like to adopt a dog? You know, how, how do you help and guide people from contacting the charity? Because you must be obviously quite strict in where um, any adoptive dogs do go so they have the best opportunities. Yes, of course. I mean, we are probably... Um, you know, it's it's too easy to adopt a dog. It's too easy to go and get a dog, as you say, from anywhere. So of course, we have, on to Facebook. Make, <laughs> we have to make sure that the dog is right because that dog has one chance. Mm -hmm. And you know, whoever is going to, with all the shelters and amazing people out there at the moment who are rescuing dogs, and you know, that dog has one chance. So you have to make sure that that dog you know really well that you're honest about its behavior and its issues and its training and what it needs. And if it needs to live in the country, live in London with another dog, without another dog, with children, those things are so incredibly important. And you've got to be aware of that. And of course, it's a lifetime commitment. Um, and, you know, we, we, we really, make sure i mean we're actually as a charity i'm sure you, you know this at the moment we're not rehoming rehoming dogs um we are focusing our efforts on helping in this country in terms of food so we work with um we work with a, the um two two charities actually we work with the northern brixton food bank so we're supplying food for for dogs here and the street pools dog champion scheme that we're providing support and funds and food for oh, that's so we are we are helping here there are if you are thinking of rescuing a dog or if you want a bred dog you can go to any shelter across the country and you will find a French bulldog that has no longer wanted. You will find thousands of cockapoos that people can no longer cope with. So, and there are, of course, extraordinary charities that are still bringing dogs in from abroad and you can adopt because this, this problem is never going to go away. But you, know, you do not need to go and buy a dog. Stop buying dogs. Rescue, even if it's a breed rescue it's the most rewarding positive thing you can do for yourself for your family for your children and for your life 
Absolutely, um, you know, and just it, it enhances your skills, yes. you know, and it enables you, you know, to tap into interspecies communication and so much more. But I'm loving this support with food banks because I do feel a lot of people are having to abandon their pets. They don't want to, and these pets have obviously been well looked after, and it's heartbreaking for people to have to not be able to afford them yeah. um you know i mean you know and we're always just a, sh a short way away from that you never know what the future is and i think you know to help people in those situations keep their dogs stop yes, them ending up yes, in, a, exactly. in a kennel you know yes. is is paramount yes there's, there's a lot of shame i think about going to a food bank anyway yes. and there's a lot of shame about feeding your dog when you have children so you know it's it's giving people the ability to get because i think food banks the food parcel delivery is, has increased by something like 40 percent um in the last 12 months so and a lot of those people do own dogs so you know if we can supply food so that that dog is well is it stays in its loving home then you know that's a, a a great thing to do here you know of course charity begins at home but we need to work all over the world because it's much needed but you know I, I am very proud of the fact that the foundation is is doing a lot of work now in the UK and also you know with this amazing charity that you introduced us to um, <laughs> where we're we're working with um, pet friendly hostels yes. for the homeless to encourage people you know people who are at disadvantage um, to be able to take their dogs into to hostels and we're helping with that. Yes, and Thanks that's, you. oh, no, not at all, Nikki, not really. I mean, um, I know Street Paws does great work. So of course, you know, being homeless with dogs um, can't be much fun. And the fact that so many hostels refuse dogs and of course their owners, which are saying, no, I'm not going into the hostel. I'm not leaving yeah. my dog, mm -hmm. you know, because the bond they have is mm -hmm. so great. And of course, in a way, you know, they have a great life because they're with their owners 24 yes. seven. Um, and they had a lot of stimulation. You know, people think it might, it's cruel to have a dog, you know, living on the streets, mm -hmm. but you know, they, they're hardy. Dogs mm -hmm. are hardy. But to allow them into hostels is brilliant and massive step forward. And then with your support too. Um, so I guess any food firms listening, prick yes. um, up your give ears, us, give us food, <laughs> get wagging yeah. your tails. Yes. Yeah. And um, also, you know, we're, as I say, we're sending out so much food to Romania and Poland, helping again with the crisis there, with people leaving Ukraine with their pets. Um, you know, food is key. Um, but medication, everywhere. I mean, medication. you need everything. Yes, we, we need mm. any, anyone listening who has got a spare few million, I could <laughs> spend it in a heartbeat saving the world. So, you know, yes, do get in touch with Anna. <laughs> oh, look, so Sam, oh, Mr. Biggs loves Sam. He does love doing his little tour. He does. He does. Yeah, he's, had, he's had a little snuggle with all of us. He does love doing that. He's very he's, generous, isn't he? He's with a good boy. He is. He's a very sweet boy. He really is. Aren't you, Mr. Binks? And yes. proof, you know, that a rehome um, can be the best little dog in the whole wide yes. world. Aren't you, Mr. Yes. Binks? Yes. yes.
Hmm. That's right, you're in a lovely gallery room. Also, with amazing art. With amazing with art. <laughs> and on that note, um, it's time, I think, to go back upstairs yes. and take a good look at the amazing art, Sam. Yes. So thank you again for oh, all of that's, this. That's and right. I'm loving I'm loving your art because I just, for me, it's just the way it's so simple. Yes. And the way you've just yes. got a park bench yes. and a human and a dog yes. sitting, looking out. That resonates, you know, and that captures memories of when you sat on that park bench, might have been a bit down, maybe had an argument with someone, feeling pretty low. And it's just that moment in time. And I think that's what dogs are. They are your chapters in your lives and they capture and make meaning of the moments in time. Yes. They do. Yes. And thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely overjoyed. I'm so looking forward to going up and drawing some of those dogs up there for oh, donations. Yes. That's wonderful. Yes. yes. <laughs> and your dog. And... Fantastic. And Mr. Binks won't yes. be the only dog in the room then. You won't be. You won't be. You'll have Can lots I of show friends. you a photograph of Rita? Could yes. you draw Rita for I me? I could so draw oh. Rita. My little thug. Yeah. <laughs> little Rita, thug. Rita with my uh, imaginary friend. Yes. Educating Rita. Yes. Fantastic. Ooh. Ooh. Now, that would be a struggle. That's yes. my Rita, but yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, Nikki, thank you, Anna. Sam. Yes. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you, Sam, <laughs> for your incredible kindness and generosity. Thank you. That's our show, Mr Binks. What did you think? Yes, I know you're excited about hopefully Sam Toft doing a little special sketch of you. And you're right, it is time for Woof of the Week. If you're thinking about bringing a dog into your life, please adopt, don't shop. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, go on, rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. Thanks again, of course, to Sam Toft for joining us this evening and to Nikki Tibbles talking about the amazing work of Wild at Heart Foundation and all the links are in the show notes. Thanks of course to Mike Hansen, my producer for all the music and production as ever. Find out more about him at Pod People UK. And for me, I'm just at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that Mr Binks? Yes, you're right, we will be back in your feed next Sunday. So go on, subscribe, it's free, and that way you'll never miss another show. Bye for now.